0: We are going to read Psalm, it's actually very quick, it's Psalm 34, verse 8. You're probably thinking you're not used to that, because I'm so long-winded, and that is true, I'm not going to lie with you. I'm not going to lie to you about that, but if you want to stand on the reading of his word, you can do that, if you can. If not, as I say every week, I do understand if you can't, it's okay. Okay. Psalm 34, verse 8 says this. "O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You know, growing up, I always loved breakfast. We had breakfast here at church today. We did. I don't hardly ever eat breakfast anymore, to be truthful. Or maybe I do. Maybe I do, depending on how you look at it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I hardly ever eat breakfast. Uh, but I always love breakfast cereal more than anything else. And that's not a shock to most people. I mean, the tie I'm wearing today is a breakfast cereal tie. I've been saving it for a long time, for over a year. I've been saving it. It's a Kellogg's tie. You know, it's the original breakfast. You guys may not realize that. It is the original breakfast cereal. It was Kellogg's. It was Kellogg's Corn Flakes. And there's a whole story behind that. why I won't get into it. Too. I've done it before. But the fact of the matter is, is Kellogg's Brothers, they, uh, they brought out uh, Kellogg's Corn Flakes. And uh, I enjoy cereal. I love it, in fact. I do. I do. I do. Uh, it's no secret that I love cereal. In fact, as a joke. I've been told before I'm a cereal killer. No, 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 no. Not that kind and talk about the fact that I go through a box of cereal very very quick and I wonder why I have weight problems you could talk to Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Puffs and all that other kind of stuff and you can ask them why Cap'n Crunch understands all I can say is that boy I love me some cereal I really really do I do but the fact of the matter is is um, do you even know what the word breakfast means because I do look into the dictionary The breakfast means this, breakfast is the first meal of the day eaten after waking up from sleep, usually in the morning. That's what it means. It means breaking the fasting period of the previous night. That's what it means. I'll say it again. Breakfast is the first meal of the day eaten after waking up from sleep, usually in the morning, breaking the fasting period of the previous night. To fast, as you know, to fast means to go an amount of time without eating. Now, this is biblical. The Bible says talks about fasting a lot. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Your first meal is to break the fast. That's what breakfast means. Break fast. Breakfast. Break fast. Breakfast. Breakfast. Break the fast. And the title of today's sermon is The Breakfast Club. Now I realize that's a cheesy 80s movie, which I actually like, but The Breakfast Club. And uh, the Bible talks about fasting quite a bit. The Bible talks about fasting, to fasting in the Bible, to fast means not to eat, but to feast spiritually, to grow and feed on the Word of God. And we know the Word of God is often, we know is the Word is Jesus, but feeding on His Word and to thirst upon the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that a little more here in a minute. And so, the title is The Breakfast Club, and we today want to break the fast that many people are going through today. Many people are going through a Fast. But we're not talking about a literal fast. There's a lot of people who are fasting today. They're fasting upon the Word of God. They're fasting because they're not eating upon the Word of God. They're not feeding upon His presence. They're not feeding upon His Word. They're not feeling the Holy Spirit. They're not thirsting upon Him. Now we as Christian soldiers need to be the breakfast club, so to speak. I'm not talking about the movie right now, okay? There are many people who are not spiritually feeding. Many are fasting from the spiritual feast. Some because of the condition that the church has gone through in the last year or so. Some of the closing that the church has gone through. Now some of this the churches have not been able to help. Some of this because of this whole nation and yes the whole world. I'll just say straightforward. Satan has tricked everybody. Folks before I get completely into it let me tell you this. I am not for one second saying there has not been a sickness. I am not for one second going to say that there was no such thing as COVID. I'm not one of those goofballs, okay? The world is not flat, all right? I'm not for one second going to say there is no such thing as a COVID-19. I'm not for one second going to say that. We know it's real. We know that. We know, unfortunately, some people that we know and love have passed on from some of this stuff, unfortunately. However, however, we also know that the devil can take... if the devil could take the word of God and manipulate and turn and twist that he could take something like this and turn and twist and play tricks He play tricks because this is what the devil does unfortunately because the closing of churches and the closing of habits and I'm talking about habits of being spiritual and reading the word and doing what's right and if folks if you don't believe some of our good habits have gotten taken away from us let's get on the scale and look at it okay Let's be honest we know that this is true okay if if satan can get in, involved and, and change the good habitual things that he can he can also do this to us all the time with the good spiritual habits this is what he does he plays tricks well we know this to be true this was a habit and it was a trick from satan to the churches many of the churches closed some because they had to some because it became very easy now there were good things of it too at least for this church personally I can say a good thing was that we turned on the camera. We got things going online. That was a good thing. Now there are more people who get reached. But the bad thing is that some of the people who get reached, that's good because they're in other states. They can't just drive here and back. That's some good things. There are even some people who are lost who get to hear the word. But one of the bad things is there are some people who've made it an excuse. Yes, I said it, and it's true. An excuse not to get back up, not to get back in church, not to come in, and not to want to hear the truth. They want to hear what tickles the ears. Oh, I think the Bible said something about that, didn't it? In fact, they get mad when you say something they don't like, something that makes them uncomfortable, and I understand that. Nobody wants to be gone off on. I get that. I don't like saying things that make me uncomfortable. I don't like talking about certain things, but the facts are the facts are the biblical facts, and you can't change the Bible to make people happy. You just can't do that because if you do that, all you're going to do is make them feel comfortable on their way to hell. And you just can't do that. If you do that, then you, talking about me now, have to answer the Lord God, and really you too. You too. Because then you have to go and answer to God for making people comfortable all the way to hell. That's not something that you can possibly do. You say, hey, I don't feel bad about it. Well, that's a problem then. That's a problem that you're going to have to have. <sighs> I'm not talking about being unloving, okay? I'm not talking about that. But here's the thing. The habit was a trick from Satan. It's a way to trick and trap many from feeding on the soul and starving the spirit. They're feeding the—they're not feeding the soul, they're starving the spirit. And they have been fasting for far too long, and it's time to break that fast. It's time to break that fast so that we can start eating again. Don't fast, but feast and eat on his word, on the spirit. So let's feast on his word, God's word. Let's feast on it. What does it say Matthew 5, 6? It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Jesus said this. We know that he is the word. He says it many, many times. And in the word of God, Jesus is the living word. And we know that. He's the living word. And we need to eat on the word of God daily. You know, if breakfast is the first meal of the day, and very important, and some people may say, yeah, but I've already eaten breakfast than we did here today boy it was good too let me tell you it was real good amen I like that thank you thank you for those who made it I really appreciate that but you know if all you did was eat breakfast today and that was enough for you for the rest of your life well your rest of your life ain't going to be all that long from now you're going to be done and done and done and that's it a lot of people spiritually do that they think they read the word of God that's it they're done no, we need to continuously eat a meal, if you will, a spiritual meal, all the time on His Word, and we need to thirst upon the Holy Spirit. Keep bringing it in, thirsting upon it. Oh, I've already heard all that. I've already heard. I don't need to keep hearing it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You need to keep feasting upon it. I'm not talking about the same Scripture again and again and again. But then maybe, maybe you do. Maybe something you do need to hear. I like to hear the same Scriptures. Now, not just those, of course, but like a whole meal. But yes, I drink water. I toast water. I drink often and other things, milk, and but the thing about it is, is sometimes you need to have more than just one cup of water a day. I don't know about you, but I've been drinking plenty of water, and this is a good excuse to take a drink, a sip. But let me just tell you this: that water gets into the body. It helps it flow. Helps it to keep on going. If you don't have water, you're not going to live. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, by the way, once you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. But that Holy Spirit doesn't keep flowing through you. You're not going to continue to feel the power of God. You need it, Christians. You need the Holy Spirit to keep it flowing through you. Matthew 4, 4, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need it. We need it. John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And this is talking about the word of God. It is truth. It is truth. A lot of people don't want to hear that nowadays. They don't want to hear that the word of God is truth. Well, we was talking about this just a couple of weeks ago. What is your truth? Well, the truth is the word of God. Some people's truth in their own opinion isn't agreeing with the word of God. But if your truth, quote unquote, doesn't line up with God's truth, you got a real problem. you got a real problem. We need to feast upon the truth, which is the Lord God and his word. We need to drink his spirit the holy spirit we need to keep it within us continuously John 6:63 6, says this It is a spirit who gives life the flesh profits nothing the words that I speak to you are spirit and are life 1 John excuse me First Corinthians 3:16 says do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you Christian soldiers You have the Spirit dwelling within you. Your body is the temple. You need to have that Holy Spirit within you. I actually know some Christians who don't like to talk about the Holy Spirit. They don't like to talk about the Holy Spirit who lives within them. Folks, the Holy Spirit lives within you. You should be very thrilled to have the Holy Spirit. John 6, 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall never hungry, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst again. We should continuously not fast, but feast and eat upon the Word of God and upon the Spirit. We should be eating and drinking continuously, spiritually speaking, of course. The Bible does speak about fasting, though, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does speak about fasting. But this is speaking about physical, literal fasting. Now, what's the difference about literal, physical fasting and the kind of fasting that we're talking about? Well oh we'll talk about that for a second when the bible speaks about fasting this is a time of physical fasting literal fasting when people are eating physically now there are questions about this first of all know this when someone is fasting literally or physically like they were in the bible uh they were spiritually feasting when they're physically fasting okay even though they weren't eating they were spiritually feasting and there was bounty for the soul they were growing spiritually when they were not physically eating. So here's the question that many people have. Is fasting good for you? No, it's great for you. According to Tony the Tiger, it's great. I happen to like Tony the Tiger. I mean, it's one of those guys on my tie. I have a tie that's just Tony, just so you know. But anyway, there's different types of fasting in the Bible, just so you know, in case you weren't aware. I am not for one minute suggesting that you go home and fast tonight. Now, when I was a kid, and I'd hear people talk about fasting. I didn't quite understand what they were saying. Because I was taking it as a literal fast. And by fast, I was thinking about running. Okay? I was thinking of a comic book character by the name of The Flash who could run real fast. And I was thinking, what? Well, I don't understand. But I understand that fasting now means going without eating and things like that. Now, there are three different types of fasting. There's a partial fast. And so for three weeks in the Bible, they'd go into partial fasting, which they would go for three weeks without uh, certain delicacies. This was in Daniel 10.3. They would eat without, they just go fasting on certain things, certain delicacies, certain foods that they thought they shouldn't have. Sometimes people still do this in in other uh, types of uh, worship. They'll go without certain things for three weeks. Um, i I hear different uh, Catholics do this, that they're going to go without whatever, Twinkies, we'll say go without twinkies for three weeks now that's just wrong but anyway we'll just say that they'll they'll say that okay twinkies without three weeks and then uh or whatever that's partial fasting then there's the usual that's complete fasts a complete fast and where they're only on water and juice for certain periods of the time let's say that you do that for we'll just say 12 hours okay it's half a day or for 24 hours whatever you feel led to do god now by the way nobody has to fast that's between you and god i'm not I never tell you you have to do so I have in fact even this week once and I did that because I practice what I preach but anyway uh, and then there were people who did that in the Bible people like Nehemiah David Mordecai and people of the early church they would fast and do those types of things and then there is last but not least a thing known as absolute fasts absolute fast this is a rarity there's only a few people who ever did this in the Bible and it was when people would go three days without eating and drinking at all. We see it in Acts 9.9 when Paul did this. Paul went without eating and drinking at all. And then there was the super, supernatural absolute fast. Supernatural absolute fast. And this happened with three different men. They would go for 40 days, no eating or drinking at all. 40 days! Now folks, this has to be supernatural because physically you can't live more than three days without eating or drinking. This is why we know it's supernatural. But there's three days. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Three days. I mean, excuse me, 40 days for these three men that went without eating and drinking at all. One was Moses, okay. One was Elijah, and one was Jesus. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Now think about that. These are the ones who are up on top of the mountain. Remember, the mountain. Whenever Jesus went through his angelic moment, remember that, and it was these three transfiguration. Remember that. Okay, that's pretty prophetic if you think about it. One was the prophets, one was the law, one was the Son of God. I think that says quite a bit right there. But either way, let's take a look at Jesus for a minute here. Jesus did fast for 40 days. And we know that Satan came and tempted him. And when Satan tempted him, Jesus went through a moment of physical weakness. And when Satan tempted his physical weakness because he was hungry, Satan said, why don't you turn this stone into bread? Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever fasted for 10 minutes uh, or and you felt like you were so hungry that you could eat just about anything? I'm joking about the 10 minutes part. But have you ever gone, been so hungry you could do just about anything to eat? Can you imagine how hungry Jesus must have been and, and, and Satan knew? Because by the way, Jesus, though he was he's God in the flesh, he's the son of God, he's also human. And you know that he felt weak. And Satan tempted him he tempted him tremendously because Satan knew that that human being needs food to live and so he came and tempted him just what Satan does to us he tempts us in our weakness moments and so he did he tempted his physical weakness and his hunger then there came the second part of that uh, uh, temptation and that was he tempted his spiritual weakness just like he does with us all the time tempts our spiritual weaknesses and he tempted him to worship Satan And of course, Jesus, again, did not fall for this uh, temptation. And then there was the last. He tempted the strength of his pride. That if God was, if he was really of God, he tempted God and he tempted his fate about jumping. Remember to jump and that if if he was really of God and he was really God's son, that he he would not hurt even his heel. And by the way, he was misquoting the Bible, talking about Satan. And God, Jesus Christ, did not fall for that either. He was being tempted three different times, but he stays strong because that's what Satan does. You remember the old commercials of trick cereal? And there we have Satan, uh, just like in those commercials, trying to play tricks. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Well, that is just how the devil is. You, You silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Well, Satan is just that way. Tries to play tricks on God's kids every single day silly rabbit tricks are for kids well he tries it with habits silly habits on the kids of god every single day trying to get us to fall trying to get us to falter trying to get us to cave in to temptations every single day but we as god's children have jesus christ within us have the holy spirit within us and we can't fall for the tricks of satan when we continuously go into the word of god and fall upon the holy spirit knowing that we have the strength of god within us we cannot continue to go with those things and we cannot say we were all on our own because we're not on our own because we had to break that spiritual fast and continue to go back to jesus christ i often think so think of those fruit loop commercials remember the fruit loops commercials yeah toucan sam remember that crazy bird toucan sam follow the nose it always knows he would say well, we should follow the holy spirit Follow the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about what you know. Know what the Holy Spirit knows, which we know because of the Word of God and because He is with us all the time, the Holy Spirit is. He always knows, the Holy Spirit does. Follow the Holy Spirit, it always knows. I remember back in the old commercials, continuously going through those commercials, I will. In those old commercials, there'd be a bunch of little children following Cap'n Crunch. Cap'n Crunch was always leading them and being their captain. Do you remember those old commercials? He'd be their captain. You remember on the ship? And he would lead them no matter what was going on, no matter what goofball was trying to get them. He would lead them through their hunger. He would lead them and to complete their breakfast. Well, remember, our captain is Jesus Christ. He will lead you to make sure that you have a complete breakfast, to make sure you have a complete spiritual feast. Jesus Christ is our leader. And I know you never thought I was going to compare Jesus Christ to Captain Crunch, but I know this. Jesus is to be our captain in our spiritual life. That's how it's supposed to be. Because let me tell you this. Snap, crackle, and pop. There's a whole lot of churches falling in right now. They're crackling all over the place. And this is not a good thing. It's not even a funny thing. The body of Christ right now is falling in, and they are breaking fast. And this is not a good thing. There are churches falling in because of the things that were going on within this last year. Satan has taken advantage of it. He is hurting the churches, hurting the people right now. They don't know why God is ignoring them. And it's not that they have been ignoring. He's been ignoring them. But believe it or not, they have been fasting and ignoring him. And this is a shame. And I'm not even saying they intentionally did it. But Satan has tricked them. And they have fallen short. I know because God had to get my attention, say, wake up, young man. Get yourself ready. Get yourself going. You think I'm worked up now? You should have seen me this week when God has got my attention. You should have seen me this last week. I had, boy, I tell you what, I started getting myself ready for two or three sermons at once. You would have, I don't know what you would have thought, but I tell you this, I was worked up. The very thought that Satan is hurting the men and women of the churches, it gets me furious. And there's nothing that I can do, but I know Christ can do all things. And he will. But we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. Christ wants to break the fast that people are on right now. They're fasting from spiritual growth. They're fasting from the holy feast that Christ wants to give them. But we don't have to do that anymore. Today, we can continue to feed upon his word. We can continue to feed upon what Christ wants to give us. But we have to be the one that makes that decision. I'm ashamed to say that I, I myself, even a pastor, I myself at times got lazy I got lazy at times. I would do whatever I had to do to get a sermon prepared, but I would go home and I'd read a couple uh, you know, scriptures here and there. And I'd get the sermons ready and I wouldn't continue to eat and feed upon the word of God. But I'm not going to do that anymore. We're going to break the fast and continue to grow. That's what we have to do. We have to grow every single day. It's time to break the fast. You know, many are growing spiritually fat and out of shape on the junk food and garbage of the world because they don't know the difference. But you do. You do. As long as you stay in the word, you know. There are many people who just don't understand. They they can't see it. They can't tell what's right and wrong when they don't feed upon the word of God. They can't tell when other people, even sometimes in the name of God, they come to them and say, it's okay to do this and that. Sometimes, Sometimes it's not okay to do this or that but they can't tell that because they're not reading the word. I've seen it just even recently this week, different people tell them to do things that the Bible says is wrong, but they don't know the difference because they're not in the word and they're going with what people on TV say. You got to know the difference. How do you do that? By drinking the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show you by reading the word of God. That's how you know. First Corinthians three, two says, I have fed you with milk and not with solid food. For to this day, you were not able to endure it, nor are you able now. Well, this is a shame. This is a shame. We need to be feeding on the word continuously. Let's now go to First Corinthians, chapter ten. We're going to read verses one through thirteen. It says, I would not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Now remember, we what we said about that angelic form of Christ who is in that cloud. Remember that. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, and they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted, neither be idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. To rebel, neither let us commit sexual immorality as some of them committed when 23,000 fell in one day, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents, neither murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, all of these things happen to them for examples, they are written as an admonition to us upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has taken you except what is common to man. God is faithful, and he will not permit you to be tempted above what you can endure, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, we are tempted every single day. We are tempted every single day to follow the ways of the world. We're tempted every single day to follow the ways of the world. But we don't have to follow it. We don't have to follow it. We can follow the Lord God. God's given us a way. We don't have to grow spiritually fat and out of shape on the junk food and garbage of the world. We can go through the Lord God, as it says in Hebrews chapter 5, 12 through 14, For though by now you should be teachers, you need someone to teach you again to uh, the first principles of the oracles of God and have come to need milk rather than solid food. Everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are mature. For those who through practice have powers of discernment that are trained to distinguish good from evil. There's a lot of people who can't tell the difference between good and evil because of still drinking milk from a bottle. They don't know the difference. They need to start eating the breakfast. It's time, brothers and sisters, we need to break the fast, feed on God's word, upon the spirit and church fellowship. A lot of people say, it doesn't matter if I go to church. Well, yes it does. We need to have fellowship. We're not saying this so that we have, it numbers here in the pews we're not saying this that we feel good about ourselves but we need to have fellowship with our brothers and sisters there is a feeding in the spirit when you get together you know this morning we did have a breakfast here at the church and okay so it was nice food i'm not going to complain about that that was good food and we know because our fellow brother just said so ain't that right brother that's right that's right well let me tell you something it was more than just that it was more than just a good food. When you get to bre- together with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you can feel the Holy Spirit flowing throughout the pews, flowing from one to one another. In fact, one of our brothers back there, Brother Jeremy, was was talking about how you can feel it and you can feed off of that. You know when you know when you know. You know, I've gone to stores before, uh, even Walmart. Now, I realize what Walmart has become folks go in there wear pajama bottoms and everything else and it's not necessarily a place where you're proud to go like it used to be but let me tell you this also at Walmart sometimes I've been there and I have met someone and I'll see him from afar and there's a sparkle about him and I don't know what it is but there's a sparkle about him and then I get up closer to him and, and they can feel it in me and you know what it is it's the Holy Spirit and I say how you doing today doing good the Lord's treatment well the Lord's treatment, you. you too huh and we start talking, we'll be there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and we talk about the Lord God, the brother and sister of Christ, never met before. But you know what? We know we'll meet again in heaven, folks, because the Holy Spirit, this is not just happening there, it's happened in Disneyland, it's happened in Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. people, we see people fighting all the time. But there we've met, we've become close. Why? Because the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, folks, when you have Jesus Christ, you have everything. You're together. You are family. And we here at church are together. We are a family. Don't ever think that going to church is nothing. It's everything because you are one. You are one in the spirit. It says in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that by it you may grow. And I'm telling you, you go to church, you've not just learned a few new things. You grow. Oh, how you grow. The Christian church is starving right now. It's starving. We need to continue to pray. I'm not just talking about this church. I'm not just talking about the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church. I pray for every single church when I drive by. I pray for my brothers and sisters all the time. I love them. I want them to do well. I always pray for the Bible believing, Bible following churches. I pray for them. It's starving, it's been on a break, a fast. And it's time to break that fast. And Jeremiah said in 3.15, Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I pray for that. I pray that God will send pastors, true Bible-believing, Bible-following pastors, not ones who want to tickle the ears, but ones who want to lead the people, That they will follow Jesus Christ with all their hearts. And that sometimes is the most uncomfortable thing. Isn't it? Isn't it uncomfortable sometimes? I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes, going back to breakfast, I've eaten things that make me uncomfortable. As a child, I had to learn to put tricks away sometimes. Sometimes not to eat Lucky Charms, but to eat oatmeal. Now, as a child, I hated oatmeal. Oatmeal was disgusting. I didn't even want to tell you what I thought it was like, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I have learned to like oatmeal and what it does for you. I've learned to love the things that are good for you. And the reason is because it's good for you. And the fact of the matter is, is I have come to learn and love the word of God because not only does it taste great, but it's good for you and what it does for the body of the soul. It helps you. It helps you so much. Put away those things that sometimes seem like they're going to feel real good to destroy your insides. But here's the deal. God's word, like oatmeal, is good for you and it tastes great too. Okay? This is why it's good for you. It's good for you. We must feed on the word. We must feed on praise and worship. We must feed on the fellowship. We must feed on church services. We must feed on the study. We must feed on the devotion because it's all part of your body balanced breakfast when you start the day right start the week right start your life your mind and your heart off right and be part of this breakfast club it's very very important And as we close today i will close with john 4 34 which said jesus said to them my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work let us bow in prayer dear precious heavenly father lord god we pray today that you will help us to eat upon your word, to drink upon the Holy Spirit every single day. Lord, help us now, Lord God, to break the fast that has been going on within our lives. I know that it hasn't been on purpose. I know with most of us, Lord God, and most of the people of this world, it wasn't on purpose. It became a habit and a trick. Lord God, I pray that we could see through it. I pray, Lord God, we get back in the habit of serving you 100 times of the time, 24-7, that Lord Jesus Christ, that you will help us now to put you before anything else. And Lord God, I rebuke the devil in your holy name. I pray that the people will see right through all the tricks that he has put before us. I pray right now, Lord Jesus Christ, that for all the people that are able to be here today, for those who couldn't, I pray that you will help them to be 100% devoted to I pray this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.